at it again. The boys are back doing episode two of Dos Gidis Sin Gija. So in today's podcast, we're going to be focusing on social confidence and just getting out there and actually starting to practice. If you're just starting to learn languages, there's so many hiccups and road bumps, etc. So we're going to talk to you a ton about getting your confidence right, getting the mentality right, to take it a step further. You can actually use most of the stuff we talk about in this episode with English, with your mother tongue. So Andres and I were talking about uh, the differences between the very beginning of learning a language and, and kind of the end of learning a language. We were talking about how this is the most fun time and recognizing that really does go a long way. And I can attest to that firsthand because learning Spanish, while it was easily the most challenging feat possibly of my life, in reality, it was the most fun. Like I've learned since then relatively well um, German, Portuguese, dabbled and played with Italian and French. And it isn't the same, like, glorious experience as the first taste. The first real good interaction you have with someone where you have, like, a whole interaction and you don't make a real bad mistake, you are so freaking excited. You are so jazzed on yourself. You're like, oh my God, I communicated in another language that I, oh, it's the best feeling. It's so difficult, but because it's so challenging, it's so, so, so rewarding. And that's almost the coolest, like we were saying, the coolest place to be is in the trenches, is waking up every day and having to reaffirm your motivation every single day. That's the exciting part. That's yeah, the part that's- What reward is that, you know? At the same time, I just wanna make it heard that this isn't to discourage learning the third or fourth or fifth language. Oh yeah, not at all. Those moments of lucidity, those moments of unblocking, like something that before was hard for you to say, and now something is like, it's just become blaringly obvious, like a, when you talk about backwards verbs, if you ever learned them that way, and you say like, al chico le gusta pan, like what a weird way to structure it. And I hated having to say that. And now I can just throw that indirect uh, object wherever I want. Dude, it really is like a glorious just sensation when, for instance, like it wasn't really until last year and a lot of this year, that subjunctive has become second nature. And that's just like a very pleasurable experience because to make matters even crazier, it's a part of language that absolutely doesn't exist for us. That is true. I'm going to have a very, a very brief side note about the subjunctive. That is something at least Personally, for me, I did not pay that much attention to in the very first couple of months of learning Spanish fluently because that was just too difficult. And if I were paying too much attention to that, I would get caught up. And again, so obviously you do want to speak grammatically correctly, but it's more important to try to actually be able to maintain, to say a full thought, to have a full conversation and not necessarily concern yourself with being 100% exactly perfect about the about subjunctive all the time. But again, you have to balance that with like Andre said, 
knowing that you're saying the same thing. Pablo, would you agree with that? I'd like to start off by using this Spanish phrase that I rely on quite a bit actually, and it's comerse la cabeza, and that means to just eat your own head. And what it really translates to is think about something so much to the point that it disrupts your thinking. So you, this is frowned upon. You don't want to do it. And it can happen very easily and surreptitiously if you allow it to with subjunctive. Yeah, I would refrain from trying to like get the subjunctive right right away. Or not even necessarily refrain from trying. So what I did is I kind of, I had a, like a middle ground with certain phrases. Yes. I'd be yes. like, all right, I know with these phrases, then I use subjunctive, and then were, were, were phrases I wasn't sure of, and I'm like, you know what, if, I, if, if I'm not sure if I use it or not, I'm not going to use it. Including when you say, me gusto las manzanas. That is like sacrilegious for someone that cares deeply about grammar. But hurts my ear. You, you, you stand a better chance at keeping the convo flowing, and then listening to them, they'll probably say like, ah, I think they go some manzanas, and yeah. say it perfectly. Yes. I wanted to briefly go back, though, to something that we were talking about, something that you and I got really, really good at, that we would, when we first started speaking Spanish to each other all the time, we started trying to debate philosophy, like, intensely, when we were at, like, uh, not even that high of a level at all. And we were like, no, we're not gonna wait until we get a higher level to try to talk about these things. We're just gonna try as hard as we can to find any way to say this at all. So I don't remember the name of the game, but there is like a party game where you, where one person reads a word and then they can't say that word and they can't say any derivatives of that word, but they have to try to describe what it is in like a roundabout way. Is like taboo maybe or something? Taboo because you can't say the words. So like you don't you don't read any words, but you describe the one word that's at the top without seeing yeah. the five or six below. Yeah, and so basically for like for the longest time, that was me trying to learn vocabulary words was like, oh man, I'm in the middle of a sentence and I have no idea how to say this word. I'm gonna I'm I don't care how hard it is. And this is one that you force yourself on because it's an amazing exercise, not only for the very specific word you're trying to say, but in general, just to be able to say what you're thinking, to just try to describe a word in a roundabout way using the vocabulary that you're, you already know. So you can use gestures, you can use vocabulary, you can use facial expressions, you can point, you can do whatever. Just force yourself to, to find a way to get your point across. And that is, mm -hmm. that's the best, that's the best activity you can do. So um, you were saying that uh, it helps you to think about, a part, to not overthink a social interaction, be like, oh, am I gonna see this? Are they gonna be my friend? But versus when you have the mentality of like, I'm just talking to them right now, right in front of me, and then that's exactly what it is, and no more. I started having that mentality when I knew I was leaving the country very soon, or when I was visiting some other city where I was like, listen, I'm not gonna see these people again, or listen, I'm leaving Segovia in a month, 
what do I care what these people think, think about me? That's when it opened it up, and that's when I had the most beautiful experiences all the time. Because I stopped worrying about, oh, this tiny little thing, what if I said it wrong, and he thinks I'm stupid, or this or that. Once you just leave all that, and it's way easier said than done, but once you leave all that, that opens you up to the most beautiful. You just take every experience right as it is in front of you, and you don't overthink anything, and I think that's the that's the way I would like to be living my life, is just objectively looking at all the beautiful moments in front of me and not getting caught up in my head, oh, does this mean that? Was, if this happened in the past, will that happen in the future? No, man, just take it one step at a time, whatever's in front of you, do that as best as you can, and that's it. To me, that's a key to life, is not overthinking Instead of talking to someone in a bar that you have no business talking to, which is not a thought that I condone, don't ever harbor that. You have you have business and right to approach anybody, and then if they turn you down, you don't have to take it bad. You know, like that that could be a compliment. Dude, I really I really like the way you said that right there. You have the you have the right to go talk to anybody. Unless, I mean, unless they're clearly in the middle of a business meeting, but at a bar, in a social situation like that, you have the right to talk to anybody and, and don't think, oh, is this person going to judge me for wanting to go talk to them? It only stems from believing that you wanting to go talk to them is such a unique thing that that would concerned that they don't want to do the same thing. For all we're aware of, the majority of people in the room are waiting for someone to take the first step. To put this into metaphorical terms, we're all still living in our first middle school dance. We're all looking around the room, waiting for someone else to make the move. And when it comes to language learning, you're gonna have to be the gun-ho boy that does the robot before anyone and the shitty robot, because you know what? It's not about being good at the robot. It's about being the person who makes that first move. Andres, you got me zooming on this one, dude. On this one, dude. So anyway, uh, from both of us here at Dos Giddy Singia, pasta y huevos. Y, uh, see you next time.